and welcome to episode 250 of SMARTS, which as you know stands for Sester Centennial's more adorably ridiculous than Semi-Quincentennial. Ooh. <laughs> You're welcome. I am your host, Julia Gulia of Internet Fame-Podcaster, and with me as always is Trevor, aka Rudiger Q, Podcaster. Hello. Happy 250 episodes, honey. Indeed. Yeah. So, do we have any news? We do not. Bah, 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 bah. That's it for this week, folks. No. <laughs> Exciting uh, show. No, we still have our other stuff. So, uh, we still have our comics of the week. Yes. What was your comic of the week? Hawkman, number whatever it was. I don't know what number. Fourteen? Twenty-seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. The, um, the reason I picked this Hawkman episode is because... Episode, wow. Um, it plays out like an episode in my, in my mind. Uh, issue is because we see the fallout of them realizing and coping and facing for the first time in their first fight back with the JLA the fact that they are on their last JSA? life. JSA, yes, you're right, JSA. Um, so if they die, that's it. That's it. Um, good night, nurse. And so so we're seeing them deal with that, specifically Hawkman, who actually is shaken by this because he doesn't want to die. And um Especially, like, prematurely, obviously. But they're heroes, so this is what they're going to face. And nobody else knows. And nobody else even knows that they are the older reincarnations of themselves. So there's this cool panel where they're looking into the mirror, and it's the JSA versions of Hawkman and Hawkgirl staring back at them. Um, but they see each other in the form that we've come to know them. So that's really interesting. But... Yeah, so we're we're interested to see that. But then you see this other side development where some shadowy figure is responding to a resonance coming from a blade, from a knife of some kind, and it's the it's the bad magician guy that hated them ever since Egypt. So that's interesting because now he knows that they are on their last life and he wants to end it for them. So dun 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 we'll see how that unfolds. Um yeah, so I mean, I continue to love this issue, and that's why I picked this this one for my comic of the week. Very good. What'd you pick? I picked uh, The Flash, number 761, nice. not surprisingly. <laughs> um, this one's just basically a big uh, love letter to Flash fans, a whole bunch of speedsters from uh, Flash comics from the 90s and 2000s show up here, you know, Excess, the Walter West, Dark Flash, uh, <laughs> yeah. who else? The, 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 the New 52 era, Earth 2, Jay Garrick, Crackle, who else is there? Um, um, impulse two. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Irie. I, Irie suits up in this, and Jay is there too. You know, the mm -hmm. Jay West, not Jay Garrick, or the other Jay Garrick. Um, and then obviously Max is still there, and Jesse, and Max is the one that calls them all. Yeah. That so I'm, I'm forgetting about. Oh, and there's speeches from throughout the. Multi I mean, Walter West is from another Earth, also. Mm -hmm. But then you've got the um, the uh, sort of light metahuman like the light-based metahuman flash from the tangent comics universe and oh, a couple yeah. others like that so you've got and you know jay garrick from the the modern earth too also so you've got oh, a bunch and don't of forget you've got his friends from several issues ago um from the speed from the slow force and the oh right the other force users uh, show up strength force yeah, yeah. the still force and the still slow force. <laughs> yeah. slow force slow, is not a... slow force no i mean isn't there a slow force because isn't that no you think that's the still force okay still force sends a bit more so ominous than the slow force <laughs> the guess. sloth force the sloth force the slower down force <laughs> all right 
Yeah, so they all show up and they all get their little moment to shine and all the kids sort of band together and use a plan to save everybody and while the... The mm-hmm. older, the elder statesmen sort of sit back and, and watch and admire their legacy and everything. It's really nice. It's a big love letter to the Flash fans and characters like XS and Walter West and all these other characters mm-hmm. and Crackle haven't been seen since Mark Wade's run or the Morrison Miller run or any mm-hmm. of these other things. And it's just, and that's the era of the Flash that I grew up reading. That was like my, my, one of my entrees into DC Comics, as I've talked about before. So it's great seeing all these characters back and to know that they're out there somewhere and, you know, even if Access isn't part of the current Legion, her Legion's Earth is still out there somewhere, mm-hmm. and we might see her again. And everybody- speaking of love letters and legacy, because this it was all as a framing device set in the future where Fox. Oh yeah, somebody- John Fox, the Flash yeah. of the of DC One Million, the eight hundred fifty third century, is there is training their- his new Kid Flash mm-hmm. and taking her to the Flash Museum and showing them all these these relics and you know this telling her the story of this epic battle in flash history that promises to be ominous because there's you know there's one issue left in this flash war and it's going to be mm-hmm. you know promises to be you know the final race between flash and reverse flash although i'm sure that's not true but <laughs> that's that's what future history records it to be at least yeah um yeah but it's going to be super exciting yeah i mean that was that was a good one yeah so now let's move on to your quiz. Okay, I'm ready. So I think you have a special surprise for me. But before we get to that, I have a regular quiz for you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay? Yes. So uh, in honor of this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, I thought I would quiz you about Star Trek Holodeck episodes. Yay! So I'm going to name an episode, and you have to tell me <laughs> what the gist of it was. Sweet. Okay? Okay. So it can be like, oh, who, who what was the... <laughs> What was the holodeck malfunction, or who was the villain, or like what was the plot of the episode? Something that tells me you remember something about what, that. what the episode was. Okay? okay, all right. Number one, bada bing, bada bang from Deep Space Nine. Ooh, that's where they were saving Vic's um, establishment from the Jack in the Box. That's right. Yes, yeah, that good. was a good one. All right, number two, Bride of Chaotica from Voyager. Oh, this is the one where, um, I don't even remember, um, um, Captain Janeway has to play some sort of a spider queen in Tom Paris's um, hollow novel. Do you remember the name of the serial, like the hollow adventure serial? No, it's something Captain, really. Do you remember? Captain what? Um, Captain Proton. Very good. Yes. And the name of Harry's sidekick character, oft put upon sidekick character I was? Know. Do you remember? <laughs> Captain Proton and... I don't remember. If I recall correctly, it was Buster Kincaid, but I could be wrong about that. That's uh-huh. the name that came came to my mind just now. But That's yes, you, so you've got it. All right. Number three, A Fistful of Datas from Next Generation. Excellent. I love this one. This is where um, something goes wrong with uh, the ships, obviously. Oh, this is the one oh, where something goes wrong one. with yeah. the holodeck. <laughs> just the one. Oh. This, the, yeah. Um, holodeck glitches and Data, since he's plugged into the external computer, is somehow infused into every character being portrayed in uh, Alexander's um, Worf's son's um, Hollow Sweet novel that he uh, co-wrote with Barkley, <laughs> uh, incidentally, who put in a, a rather naughty establishment into this Western town so that um, Alexander could take his father on a Western adventure and. Um, um yeah and data plays like a million and a half parts it's great right okay so our man bashir from deep space nine that's trickier um our man bashir oh no you know what i don't think i can do this one it's sort of an homage slash parody of a certain style of 
movie. Yeah, I mean, I recognize it like Our Man Godfrey or something like that. Like, well, what were Bashir and O'Brien aside from defending the Alamo? What was the what was the holodeck program that they would most often enact? Um, they went adventuring in like Viking times. I remember them in all sorts of weird costumes heading up to the holodeck. Right, suite. but this was one of the main recurring ones. Oh, they all got trapped in there. Garrick was sort of his right hand man in this because he was trapped in there with them. And all the other you know, holodeck characters a... took the appearance of the crew members because their patterns had been trapped in the transporter buffer, which of they course. had to shunt to the holodeck matrix because it was course. the only area of the station that had enough memory to store their transporter patterns or something Hilarious. like that. Um, it's ringing a slight bell, but honestly, it's been too long. I just can't It was James it. Bond. It was a big James Bond send up. Every Stop Brooks got to play the, oh the, my God, the bald right. supervillain. And uh, Nana Visitor got to do a silly Russian accent. Oh, you remember? that's priceless. Yes, now. And Worf was like the, the, yeah. the major domo of a casino, right? You, you literally had to tell me the plot in order for me to remember it episode, and now it just all came rushing back. Yes, I remember that. And Dax was, was, so Dax was like the clueless, ditzy scientist Bond girl. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. All right. Number, number five, ship in a bottle from Next Generation. Hmm. Oh, um... That's, there was one where Captain Picard was literally like on a, on a, on a ship, on a giant ship. And he liked to take a naval There's a lot of episodes where remember. Captain Picard is on a giant ship. I know, I know. No, I'm saying like a naval sea vessel. Like mm, there wasn't a, ship, a whole, ship. there wasn't a whole episode where Not he was a on a naval episode, sea vessel. No. You might be thinking of the, op- of the five minutes at the beginning of Star yeah. Trek Generations where they were all on that ship. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? Computer remove plank. Remember? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, um, hilarious. Um, no. Um, you want me to give you a hint? Yeah. It featured a recurring holodeck antagonist, which uh, there was only like one of. So yeah, I really Moriarty. just narrowed it down to you. Wasn't it Moriarty? Right. Um, so wasn't and this, what did he want in this? He wanted episode? freedom. He wanted autonomy. He wanted out of the hollow deck. Right. This was the, this was the second Moriarty episode where Barclay yeah. unearths his program after like mm-hmm. three years, and he's like, "You guys said that you were gonna figure out a way for me to leave the hollow deck, but because this isn't this isn't uh, serialized television yet, yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody gave me a second thought after my first episode was over. So so now yeah. I'm gonna hold your ship hostage until you let me out of here. Right. And right? so they came up with a way to yeah, that's right. So they came up with a way to resolve that one. I'll give myself half a point for that because um, you will, will you? Yeah, I will. <laughs> You had I, it, did, I did get there with your hint. I you had you there. had it down to an episode that featured Picard in a big ship, which doesn't really yeah. narrow it down very much. No, I know. He's in a big ship every episode. All anyway, right. <laughs> number number six, uh-huh. The Killing Game from Voyager. This was a two parter. Voyager. Oh, there was one where she had her own hollow suite and this was a two parter where she visited like old timey Ireland. Oh God! If they made a two party, there were several ones do. where they vanished. No, there wasn't a two party, two parter, two party. <laughs> it's a two party system. Um, there wasn't a two parter where they visited that that Irish town. I think the viewers would have revolted if they did that. No, they they did re- return to that setting a few times, okay. but th- it was not the setting for an epic two part cliffhanger okay. episode. That damn Irish town. No, that was not <laughs> that was not the thing. Mm. Well, will Janeway get with the holographic bartender? I don't know. I guess I don't know. Um, I'm having a real trouble because I remember Captain Proton. I remember her thing. 
But I don't remember. I this mean, was not a recurring. To... This was not a recurring holodeck setting. Okay. The holodeck was, in fact, sort of a prison for the crew in this episode. I I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. I'm drawing another blank. So the Herogen, which were the like the race of hunters, heavily armored hunters in the Delta Quadrant. Do you remember yeah. these guys? Yeah. Um, they took over Voyager. And they were they were they were using all the holodecks, and in fact, were outfitting more and more of the ship to be capable oh. of running, so that they could conduct constant like hunt training and you know murder simulations. Mm -hmm. And the main simulation, although there were some other side ones, but the main one we spent the most time with was during I think it was either World War I think it was World War Two mm -hmm. Vichy France, right? Yes. And Janeway was basically. Um, Humphrey Bogart from Casablanca, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, a bunch of the others were freedom fighters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and I remember this. And uh, Bolana was pregnant at the time, but within the context of the of the simulation, it was like this right. SS was, officer's yes, child, right? right? Yeah. And, but then Neelix was in a separate simulation. He was like a Klingon that was getting drunk with some other holographic Klingons. Do you yeah. remember this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had them trapped in the simulation and they had all forgotten who they were because the doctor, I guess they'd forced the doctor to alter their memories or something. Mm -hmm. That part's a little hazy. Um, but yeah, that was the whole thing. It was like this epic two-parter where they've got to fight the Herogen off the ship and use it within the setting of this mm -hmm. little French village that's been taken over by the Nazis. Yeah. You remember? That was a good one. I do remember that now. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. Crazy. So you got, I think you got, I can give you like half of that, maybe like 3.5 out of 6, something like that. Yeah. Not bad. I know I got three for sure. Yeah, you got the first got three. I intentionally made it more difficult. Oh, you I sort see. of dropped off around our man Bashir. I, well, mean, so I can really give you much after that. That's true. <laughs> Sorry about that. So um, now you have a special quiz now for me. I have a special quiz for you. In honor of our 250th episode, I figured, what's the one thing that I can quiz you on that can challenge you and delight you, given that you've mentioned it so many times? Restoration theater. Over the course of our 200. 50 episodes. Now, first, I'm going to ask you a pre-quiz quiz question just to warm you up, just to see if you can get this. Have you been in contact with, with anyone no. <laughs> that What's tested positive for COVID-19 in the past two weeks? No. What's the one thing that you would say that you mention often enough for us to put a bell on this table and ding it every time you do? Restoration theater. No, try again. Is it Grant Morrison's JLA? It is Grant Morrison's JLA. <laughs> I made a quiz for you about Grant Morrison's JLA. This might be one of those situations where I know more about this than you do, even though you research the quiz. So yes. I give answers that are technically more correct than the ones you ever. I mean, that's one hundred percent true for almost every quiz that I make, All unless right. it were like Polish or something. Okay, so first question. I'm gonna is throw you a softball. Is the one. answer Grant Morrison? <laughs> no. Who? Uh, sorry. When uh, did Grant Morrison's JLA debut? What year? Well, it was the early to mid '90s. I'm gonna say 1994. Incorrect. 1997. Was it that late? It was. 97. It was. Wow. I almost yeah. don't believe you on that one. I almost <laughs> want to have like a live fact checker going on. Okay. Wow, was it really that? Was it five years after Batman the Animated Series? In my mind, that was like the one-two punch of getting into DC. It could be, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let's, well, let's assume for now, let's assume for the sake of expediency <laughs> that you're right. We can do a retrospective and a follow-up next next week if if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm certain I'm right. Okay. Who did the art? Well, there were many artists over the course okay, of the Okay, who's the core The, the number person. one you've gotten written down there is probably Howard Porter. It is? And who d who is the inker for that? John Dell, primarily, early on. Yes, very good. Yeah. yeah. I want to say live say, but no, he's the guy that inks him mostly later. Now I think he inks his own stuff, actually. I could be wrong about that. All right. But yeah, it was John Dell back in the day. I remember that. 
So the colors were weird in the first couple of years in that that too. They had a weird colorist. Everything was sort of it was the nineties, but everything was sort of like shiny and dark. Oh and yeah. The, okay. Halfway through, they changed colors and everything got kind of much brighter. It was a weird jarring and change. crazier. Okay, so um, the story centered around um, who, basically. The story um, centered around who like is who, the answer to JLA. Who are the who are the main <laughs> heroes here? Who are the big seven? The big seven. Yeah. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Wally West, Flash, and Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. All right then. <laughs> yes. Well, even you could have gotten that. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could have. I think I wouldn't have been so specific with Flash and Green Lantern. I didn't know about them being so specific. Okay. Now this is kind of a tricky one. Um, what story arc set up? It's not going to be tricky. You'd be surprised. How much. Set up the new team before the debut. Oh, you're talking about Midsummer's Nightmare. Yes. <laughs> Written by Mark Wade and illustrated by I don't remember who it was. There were several artists on it. It was actually kind of jarring when it would switch back and forth. But Stop yeah. skipping ahead, because my next question was number five. Who wrote that? <laughs> Mark Wade. Mark Wade. You said, wrote, yeah. yeah. Technically, two of these 10 questions are not about Grant Morrison's actual jail. No, they're not, but they were the setup. They were the setup. All right. So it's related. Okay. Number six. What was the name of the first story arc in Grant Morrison's jail? New World Order. Damn you. (laughs) I thought I'd get you with that one. Okay. Yes, that's 100% correct. Although I'm I'm getting chills. Although I'm not sure. Although I don't think it was titled (laughs) as such in the issues. I know that that's the title that was given to the. The trade, the collected edition. Yeah. But I think the actual individual stories didn't have an overarching story arc title. Instead, they were named after famous alien invasion movies. Oh, cool. Like It, exclamation mm-hmm. point, or It Came From Outer Space, mm-hmm. or The Day the Earth Stood Still, or something like that. They right. all had those sort of... So I don't think the title... I think New or World War of Order was just sort or something. Yeah. given to the trade paperback. Okay, then. Um, well, you win. How about number seven? What was the name of the group they had to fight oh, the in Hyper this Clan? first story? Okay, <laughs> yes. The well, they're all about the first story arc, which is the one I probably remember the best. So <laughs> okay. if you were to quiz me about like issue 40 the or something, I'd probably... The next storyline <laughs> involved heaven itself. Mm-hmm. What was the name Asmodel? of... I wasn't sure if you're going to say Asmodel or Zoriel. It depended if you were going to say the antagonist or the or the you know the heroic uh, guest star. What was the name of the angel Superman? Zoriel. No, it was Asmodel. Oh, it was Asmodel. Yeah. yeah. You said Asmodel. You want me to you quote? You want me to quote you that scene? <laughs> I'd I could, love I it. I could do it. Go well, for that, it. you've read that one. That's the that's Have the one. Have I? I that's, don't remember. That's the one where Superman, because it's Electric Blue Superman, and he's oh. wrestling this angel in the middle of the city, and and earlier he'd expressed doubts to um i think it was the flash about you know everybody's looking to me to lead this team i'm just you know i'm just one guy i don't know why people keep mm-hmm. i don't like it when people make me this larger than life figure and and so superman's wrestling this angel yeah and and flash has this line where this is the man who thought he couldn't live up to his legacy he's wrestling an angel yeah hilarious well that's good okay well <laughs> i mean you're slaughtering my quiz okay i thought i'd get you at least on a couple all right well, you got um, me on the year. That's probably the that's one the one thing. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to remember. Like, you, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm better with numbers than names. This would kill me. This quiz would kill me. Um, JLA issues number ten through fifteen were about the Injustice League, the mm-hmm. team fighting hard, light versions of themselves, and Luthor's takeover, hostile takeover of the JLA. The name of uh, that story of, arc was and a post-apocalyptic. Earth conquered by Darkseid. I think that's also possibly should be in the blurb somewhere. You're talking about Rock of Ages. You totally got it. (laughs) You got it. It's Rock of Ages. Very good. Okay. 
Number 10. After three years of nonstop excitement, the run capped with a five-part epic World called... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You got it. Well, the first arc, Rock of Ages, and, and the last arc are like the three, probably the three most memorable, like the three most prominent ones. Okay. If you'd, if you'd quiz me about like the Mark Wade fill-in issues or those one or two, did Tom Payer do like one or two fill-in issues? I mean, Mark I Miller could, did one or when two. When I was putting this quiz together, I was like, oh, my God, I have to limit it to five? No. Then I expanded it to 10 questions. And then I was like, I have to limit it to 10 because there you was could just have gotten, so much reading. You could have gotten way more specific. I, you could have I asked know. me the title of like individual issues oh, or wow. like random guest stars or t- t- like who who were the members of the Injustice League or I probably could I'll tell you sell, that as a matter I, of fact. I will. You know what, though? I will save that for episode 500. <laughs> Five years from now? <laughs> yeah. Heck, maybe 300. And our I don't nu- know. we record from our nuclear fallout bunker? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I have one extra credit question for you. Okay. How did it end? How did it end? Yeah. Can what, you be more specific? I mean, I, I can describe the final inciting, page to you. I guess. There's mean. one inciting incident that is kind of unexpected. Um, kind of unexpected. I mean, for me, it's unexpected. I don't know what a well, regular what, I mean, what are you referring to? Like, specifically, how... Just tell me, how did it end? I mean, do you want me to describe to you the entire final issue? No, or not just the like, final issue. But what was it that made everybody win in the end because obviously everybody what was it that oh how did the heroes beat mageddon in the end yeah. mm-hmm. i mean it was a combination of factors it wasn't just like any one thing but everybody contributed it was really just mostly um well superman was do you want me to give away the ending grant morrison's justice you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> read guess. it eventually i mean so i guess you've already read the wiki yeah. or whatever i mean superman's in the heart of the thing but it's like an anti-sun so it's slowly poisoning in him like turning mm-hmm. him to stone mm-hmm. or something but a martian manhunter establishes a telepathic link between him and batman and batman's basically able to to convince him telepathically not to give up um give him like the psychic pep talk so superman mm-hmm. um sort of is able to pull himself out of it and, and destroy the thing also aztec detonates a huge thing that's in his helmet or whatever and that cripples him and wonder woman leads the you know the army of man to space because everybody on the earth is given superpowers so the justice league gets seven billion new members and they all attack mageddon because they're like well superman saved us so many times this one time we're going to save him yeah um that that was what i was looking for I thought it was so cool that everyone on Earth briefly gained superhero powers. And yeah, I remember the panel. The Once Wonder Woman flying so at the crazy. camera with everybody behind her, and she says, Justice League reserves, uh, forward. And it's like everybody is in the oh, Justice League. Now. That's so great. Holy crap. Oh, my God. That would have been Cause Oracle's there a Because Oracle's there on the telepathic link, and she's like, I'm picking up a lot of static. Like, there's a lot of noise in here all of a sudden. And Wonder Woman's like, yeah, I've got some, I've got some people New here recruits. with me. They, they said that Superman saved them so many times that they wanted to return the favor. And then you turn the page, and it's like everybody from all corners of the earth behind Wonder Woman as they're flying into space to attack this giant, you know, oh. Kirby monster in space. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, my gosh. Well, I got to give you a standing ovation for that because you definitely know your You're sitting down. Sitting ovation. Here we go. Standing ovation. I'm off mic, but I'm standing. Very good. That was a truly stellar performance. You know your you know your Grant Morrison's JLA, that's for darn sure. I do. I've probably read each of those <laughs> issues probably 20 times. Whoa, that's so cool. Um, I'm not even remotely close to that yet. <laughs> um, I have yet to finish one full read through. But I did the cliff notes for the quiz. I hope you appreciate it. Well, if there's, I take consolation in the fact that when when we go back to actually read it, you'll probably have forgotten everything you heard here exactly. today. Exactly. So. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, oh, don't worry about it. My uh, my brain can handle spoilers because I'm very prone to forgetting them anyway. So, <laughs> uh, 
um, it'll be a fresh There's surprise. There's so many great, oh, I man, go, so many great little this. moments in that. Even just in that final arc, like Oracle, like the Martian Manhunter hooks Oracle up to everybody. Digital telepathy because mm-hmm. it's like it's like Oracle can, can now Oracle's connected to everybody, but yeah. she doesn't even need to use her computers. It's just like she can sort of yeah strategize and and position everybody just telepathically that's crazy um and so there's a bunch of guest stars. there's a bunch of like random other heroes from elsewhere in the dc universe that show up and do cool stuff for one panel yeah like she's she's um she's giving orders to firestorm and she's like sorry sorry to be like doing this telepathically this is probably pretty weird and he's like i don't worry don't worry about it i'm used to voices in my head (laughs) yeah like all the great little character moments like that like anyway i really like that good i'm i'm looking forward to reading it i am um I think one of my favorite parts was I read an article that de- delved deeper into the um, the mythology of how Grant Morrison eventually connected oh, yeah, all of he, them into the pantheon right, of gods. And yeah, that was his original conceit. Because when he got to like issue 14 or 16 yeah. or whatever it was, when he added the seven other members, he made sure to map them onto the classic 14 well, there were twelve. That's what I'm wondering about. But yes, I. Well, there were fourteen members, so I'm not sure. Right. Maybe he maybe he pulled a couple of gods that weren't technically part of the prime pantheon. Exactly. But there were fourteen members because mm-hmm. he took the original seven. Then he added. See if I can. I'm sure I'll be able to do this. I know why I'm doubting myself. <laughs> and he added. Um, see, Zoriel, Huntress. You mentioned Aztec. Plastic Man. No, Aztec wasn't. Aztec joined briefly, but then quit before oh. the team expanded. Before the team doubled in size. So the original. Eventually, you had the original seven plus Zoriel, Plastic Man, Steel, Huntress. Oracle, Big Barda, and Orion. Right. And there was also sort of a rotating fifteenth chair, like it, it was Catwoman at one point, like, and then there was the Atom. Like they mm-hmm. they would have like a specialist that would come in for various, you know, whatever Missions they needed for for that particular mission. Consults. And yeah. not every it would be like kind of like Justice League Unlimited, but not. I mean, there was limited. It, it was like <laughs> it was like Justice League Limited. Um, but there were 14 of them, but they wouldn't be in every story. So he would get to pick and choose, you know, pair them sure. off in interesting ways. Like how does Huntress deal with Kyle Rayner or how right. does Orion deal with Plastic Man or whatever like that. <laughs> you know, oh my God, that's a match I want to read. Oh, tell me he actually did that pairing. Well, there's a great, there's some great stuff in the final arc where Plastic Man teams up with uh, Big Barda and Orion. And I'm not sure Orion is there. He teams up with, uh, with Big Barda. There's some fun, there's some funny stuff there. Yeah. But that's the, there's some great Plastic Man moments in that entire run. And he actually you know, got the character very well. He's not just some goofy guy. Like, he actually knows what he's doing. He yeah. only, he only, you know, acts all silly. <laughs> yeah, but it was really good. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed preparing for this. So, but yeah, I mentioned that because Oracle was obviously connected to Athena, was mapped to Athena, the goddess. Yeah, I used to be able to go through and, and map all 14 of them. I'm not sure I could do it. I mean, some of them are obvious. I just like, like her. Like Superman know. is Zeus and Batman is Hades and, and Aquaman is Poseidon and, and Green Lantern is is Apollo because light and flash so who is, is Mercury. Wonder Woman? Um, she wouldn't be Hera. She'd be... I think it might have been she'd Hera. She'd be Ar- Ares, if anybody. No, Orion yeah. was Ares, the oh, god of war. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them don't map perfectly. And and, and um, Plastic Man was um, Dionysus. Dionysus. That yeah. one I did read, yeah. Huntress was Artemis, right? Oh, yeah, that makes the sense, hunt. yeah. I, can, I guess I can do most of them. Steel was Hephaestus. Okay, um, yeah. yeah Zoriel was Eros. Oh, there you go. Huh. See, I guess that's... I can do most of them, can't I? One, uh, Barda was, I think, Demeter or something like that, which doesn't... There were a couple that's where it's map. like, ah, it doesn't map great, but... You know, it's kind of funny because if you were to pick one for Wonder Woman, I think the closest analog you would have to pick is the goddess of love because that's her true message is truth and love and compassion. At least that's how I read her character. Yeah. 
So I, think, I wonder who would Hera be if that were anyway. I'm I'm into it, so I'm. I think she <laughs> might. I think she must have been map. Hera. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. I could look it up. It's all. I remember there was like a Wizard people. magazine article, like yeah. little sidebars, like a Morrison just said that they map, and so here's the thing, and so. Yeah, yeah. but I'd like to read it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Anyway, yes, I hope you enjoyed your quiz. I did. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> How long did it take you to prepare for that? You'd be surprised. I actually did it in about half an hour. When did you do? Did you do it like this week or? Yeah, I did. Nice. I did it this week. Yeah. Very good. That was um, a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yes, is that it for our show? Well, we only we still we, we have, have the new episode of uh, Star Trek Lower, Lower Decks, Decks to talk that's about. Right. So terminal provocations. Yes. So here the main story, I guess you could say the main story is this uh, this new ensign character. I can't remember his name. Was it like Fromler or something? Fruer? Oh, what was his name? Right. Oh. This new ensign character who's like kind of like everybody's buddy, but he's actually a bit of a screw up, right? Yeah. A mariner and Bornler have to deal with this guy, while at the same time the bridge crew is dealing with this. Um, sort of scavenger ship yes. has come in, and so they voiced by whom? Well, they've got oh god, blanking on it. Um, Murdoch. I want to say JG JG Hurst. I want to say John C. Riley. I'm like that's not it. <laughs> um, I knew there was a, I knew there was an initial like, and a Murdoch. J in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I that I could have told you, but it's actually kind of interesting because there's a there's a Starfleet vessel that's like adrift. And yes. and just like scrap, but it's got like it's like NCC and it's a really low number. So I'm like, what's the what's the deal wow. with this thing? This yeah. is from like back in Kirk's era or even earlier than that. Like I want to know, but they but they don't get into that. Right. And they the the Cerritos has got. Oh a, well, they said it's been floating around for a hundred years, so the statute of limitation would, on ownership is up. So which yeah, is that would put it in argument. Kirk's time. But I think the number was even lower than one seven oh one, wasn't it? It was wasn't um, it like a I three digit even, number. I'm sorry, so I it don't would have to predate even it. the original Enterprise. Um, That's fun. So they're, they've got to deal with this, this this guy, like this dispute over who's going to salvage the wreckage. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Bormler and, and Mariner are dealing with this this ensign guy, although it doesn't really become obvious till near the end of the episode that he's the cause of, a lot of what's of problems, going on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rutherford and Tendi are, are uh, trapped in a holodeck program gone amok where his, uh, his sort of future, assistant program. His future clippy analog future badgie clippy. is trying to kill everybody. I can't even with badgie. I can't. It was brilliant writing. Yeah, so when we talked about the Star Trek tropes that they could check off. Um, <laughs> so to speak. Holodeck hol- 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 malfunction, I think, was probably on our list, or if not, it should yeah. have been, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, even the A story, like a dispute over, over like salvage rights is something that it's happened a couple of times where there's been like, I think it happened probably more in Voyager because Voyager, they were just like scraping by, right. you know? So it'd be yeah. like, oh, we found this thing. Or or someone stole our technology and, you know, we need to negotiate to get it back or something. Like right. The idea of dealing with like an intransigent mm-hmm. unknown alien force who 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 wants your stuff who, who like is well does not you want to trade with them but they don't want to trade with you is definitely something that's happened a bunch of times. Yeah. Um yeah, it was funny. I mean I don't I don't really know what else to say about it, but it continues to be really funny. Oh. The the resolution of it was really, really just on the razor's edge of Star Trek legal, I would say. Like, I thought for sure that somebody was going to get in trouble for, for how it ended, but it was just hilarious the way it resolved. So, yeah. Well, and they, get the, the, and they get the guy transferred to the Titan. That was <laughs> which wonderful. I, which I was like, are we going to get to actually see the Titan? And we don't. But Riker, Riker is like, I'm surprised, Fires that, him in surprised six that Riker days. even yeah. took the guy. But if it was on the recommendation right. of, um, yeah. what's the captain's name? Um, Mariner? No, it's not. That would be a little obvious. <laughs> Captain, Captain 
I know I the name remember. of the actress, but I can't remember the name of the character. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't remember. Um, if it was on her recommendation, he'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll take I'll take this guy. Yeah. Uh, he newly promoted, just saved your ship. But Riker busted him down, kind of got him booted out in like a week. I'm like, yep. Riker under knows what's week. what. Yep. He lasted mm-hmm. on he lasted on the Cerritos for who knows how long. We didn't last. He lasted for like three days under Riker. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good it's episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I did too. And that's it for our shows. That's it for our show. It was a good time. So if you want to reach out, happy 250 uh, episodes to everybody out there too. And if you want to reach out to us, we have an email address, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. Our Twitter handle is at smartspodcast. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash smartspodcast. And our website is www.smartspodcast.com. Um, any funny sound for us? I don't have one. How about... Ooh, very good. 